Welcome to Tax Breaks, the Moody's Tax Podcast, where you find informed discussions, lively debate, and sometimes a little lighthearted fun around tax issues in Canada, the United States, and around the world. Hello, and welcome to Moody's Tax Tax Breaks Podcast. My name is Kim Moody. I'm the CEO and a director of Canadian Tax Advisory for Moody's Tax. And it's been quite some time since we did a podcast um, and thought it was about time to get back on the bandwagon. There's been no shortage of tax events over the last year or so. And today, while I record this, the date is February 26, 2020. And in Canada, the federal budget is expected in the next month or so. The date has not yet been announced, but there's no shortage of predictions as to what the federal budget will contain. And it's in that vein that I thought we would talk today about whether or not the federal budget will include a capital gains inclusion rate increase. So before we get going on on that, let's just give you a little history. Prior to 1972, Canada did not tax capital gains. And so of course, there is no shortage of mischief that anytime there is an economic gain, like a disposition of land or a disposition of securities, people would take the position that that was a capital gain so that ultimately it would not be taxed because again, capital gains are not taxable. In 1962, the government of the day commenced a Royal Commission on Taxation to study and make recommendations on how Canada should tax uh, so as to raise revenues to provide necessary government services. One of the things that came out of the report, which was released in 1966, the so-called Carter Commission uh, report, was that Canada should tax capital gains. And that was a very controversial uh, recommendation, but ultimately the report stated that a buck is a buck is a buck. And it's pretty hard to argue with that logic. Um, And so people of the day uh, who did not agree with that were arguing that if you tax capital gains, that would discourage investment. And so this debate went on for a long time. And finally, in 1972, with the introduction of significant tax reform, the government compromised and introduced capital gains taxation but only at a 50% inclusion rate. And for a long, long time from uh, that was uh, the law of the land. And then in 1988, the government uh, increased the inclusion rate to two thirds. And it stayed that way until 1990 when the inclusion rate was increased to 75%. And that stayed until about 1999 and it was uh, the year 2000 when the inclusion rate dropped uh, to two-thirds and then to 50%. And it's been that way ever since year 2000. So we've had 20 years of a 50% income inclusion uh, rate for capital gains. However, since that time, there has been no shortage of tax pundits that have made predictions every year that the capital gains inclusion rate will once again increase. And I can tell you personally, 
for me, I've never taken such predictions that seriously. There, there's just never been that compelling of a case for the last 20 years uh, to increase the capital gains inclusion rate. And so I always take that kind of prediction as a bit of fear-mongering um, by such pundits. And actually, I get a little annoyed with, with some professionals who who make a business out of such predictions and you know encourage clients to to uh, trigger capital gains um, unnecessarily in some cases but in some cases it might make sense uh, so what about 2020 there's been again no shortage of people and that have predicted that capital gains inclusion rates will go up and you know what maybe this year they might be right but maybe once again they'll be wrong and so what are causing some people, including myself, to actually take a close look at that, uh, at that this year? Well, if you look at the election, the federal election that happened in October of 2019, and look closely at the election policies of the various uh, federal parties, the governing liberals did not make any announcement in their election policy platform about what they would do with capital gains inclusion rates. However, they did make comments in their usual rhetoric that they would look at tightening up uh, tax breaks for the wealthy. And when you look at what the capital gains inclusion rate at a 50% level does, some would argue that that disproportionately benefits the wealthy. And so it makes one wonder whether or not the capital gains inclusion rate uh, is in their sights to potentially adjust. But like I said, the Liberals in their election policy platform did not make any explicit statement about capital gains inclusion rates. Uh, so, but what about some of the other uh, non-governing uh, parties like the NDP, uh, who is you know who who didn't have a great election result, uh, but can certainly side with the Liberal minority uh, government in order to pass legislation. Well, the NDP election policy platform stated that they would uh, want a seventy five percent capital gains inclusion rate, and when they had this policy uh, costed by the parliamentary budget officer, the estimate uh, that the PBO provided was that that change alone would increase so-called tax revenues by about $8 billion, uh, which is a material amount in Canada. And so when you combine, you know, the Liberals' rhetoric on basically, you know, closing down tax breaks for the wealthy and and the NDP policy platform of 75%, it does make one stand back and wonder whether or not this is the year that we'll see a capital gains inclusion rate uh, increase. I think there's many reasons why the capital gains inclusion rate should not increase. I think, for example, that economic, uh, economic progress in Canada might be stifled with the high capital gains inclusion rate. In my home province in Alberta, for example, the economy is already under tremendous strain and challenge. 
and having a capital gains on closure rate of 75% would just simply compound that and further decline investor confidence in our province and frankly in our country overall. So I sure hope that a close look is in uh, consideration is given to that uh, given you know my home province and ultimately our overall uh, country's economic uh, risks right now. Um, having said that, there are some technical reasons um, that a capital gains inclusion rate might make some sense in order to bring capital gains in inclusion rates you know closer to dividend taxation rates, which would stifle you know the desire to do so-called surplus stripping, which I'll do another podcast on uh, shortly. but you know so there are, so there are some technical reasons uh, that one might say that you know there is a good policy reason to increase rates to prevent that kind of mischief. Having said that, my prediction is likely going to be a waffled one where I would say if I had to guess, which I hate doing tax predictions for for budgets because uh, you know I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I would think that this is probably not the right time for the government to increase capital gains inclusion rates. So I would say about a 40% chance that capital gains inclusion rates will go up with a 60% chance that they will, will not. So if you believe me, then you'll then take into consideration whether or not some pre-planning should occur before the budget is ultimately uh, released, which should be in the next month or so. So, so there you go. That's my uh, my prediction. But you know, like my favorite management author Peter Drucker uh, uh, stated, you know, trying to predict the future is like trying to drive down a country road at night with no lights while looking out the back window. I think that's very apropos. And so, even though I might predict, you know, 40, 60 capital gains inclusion rates going up, you know, there's no shortage of other people who will predict uh, differently. And each has a very good point of view or a different point of view. And so I think what you need to do is is to take into consideration, uh, you know, your own situation and decide accordingly whether you would like to uh, take uh, some cautionary measures or pre-planning uh, in advance of the 2020 federal budget. We're always here at our, at our firm to help you, and uh, if you'd like to discuss more, feel free to reach out. So there you have it. Until next time, all the best. <laughs>